0: Whether you call them pomme de terre, patatas, kartoflen, aardappelen, kartoshka, patatón, batatas, jimenaki, proti, tudu, aloo, or just good old spuds, welcome to Planet Potato.
1: Oh, I'm Anna Lambert and I love eating potatoes
0: and I'm Cedric Porter and I'm a potato expert on the global potato market
1: right well it's good to be back with you Says I think we better have a quick catch up of what's been going on since we last spoke in the potato
0: world yeah well people have been uh, uh, harvesting their potatoes in the last uh, little while uh, a reasonable crop um, in in places was affected by the uh, some of the uh, hot weather in the yeah, summer the drought. yeah uh, but then it's got a bit wet for some people so <sighs> digging them up out of the ground was difficult and so I think there's quite a lot of potatoes around in the world but there's quite a good appetite for people more people are eating potatoes at home but the real problem is still the closure of the restaurants uh, around the world and um, they're big users of potatoes uh, and so that has had a big effect. On
1: the market, yeah. I mean, I know we know at home, don't we, that uh, the baked potato has as ever been an absolute Saviour on the domestic front. I mean, many's the time we've thought, kept, we, yeah, we've kept it going. It's, it's
0: been a marriage saver, the, the baked <laughs> potato.
1: Many's the time we've thought we haven't got anything to eat. We've got nothing to feed the kids, sling in a baked potato. And I, as I think we've said before, a properly cooked baked potato, you can't beat it. The only thing you need is time.
0: You've got to remember to put it in, have yeah, you? An yeah, hour yeah. or so before, an hour and a half before you want to eat it but then it's great as well because you can put so many different toppings on it so it, and, and people can choose their own topping. yes
1: especially if you've got a fussy family everybody can do their own thing with it so that's good
0: yes yeah yeah and we've just been looking back at some of the previous you know, oh, films yes. haven't Film. Spar- yeah well we were just films. remembering that
1: when we talked about films before we mentioned um an encounter that marilyn monroe had with the potato sack And here to tell us more is, uh, I would say Marilyn herself, but Marilyn-esque herself.
0: Channeling Marilyn. Yes.
2: Hello, everybody. Marilyn here. I guess lots of you have been wondering how I came to be modelling a burlap potato sack back in the early 1950s. Well, a journalist once criticised a red party-gown choice of mine as tacky and said I'd have been better dressed in a potato sack. When 20th Century Fox read these harsh comments, they recognised a great PR opportunity. They got the photographer Earl Tyson to take a series of photos of me modelling an Idaho potatoes burlap sack and they were published all over the world. Didn't do the film studios, me, or the Idaho potato industry any harm. Of course, there's also the rumor that I wore the burlap dress, only because someone said my fickle would look good, even in a potato sack. You can check out the photos of me on the internet and see if you agree. Whatever people may think about the sacks they come in, and dresses made out of them, there's no disagreement that potatoes always taste good, no matter who's eating them or what they're wearing. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank
0: you, Marilyn, and thank you, Caroline Dooley, for channeling, Marilyn. So it's that time of the year, Christmas time for presents. Uh what? I- what, are you, what are you hoping for in your uh, potato Christmas sack this year, Anna?
1: What from you, said?
0: Well, off of my other Christmas, or from <laughs> whoever.
1: <laughs> well,
0: maybe if... maybe a fan out there.
1: <laughs> if you've got a short, uh, two and a half euros. Two and a half grand of euros. I wondered if you might I like, like, like the way me. you said two and a half
0: euros <laughs> and then quickly said two <laughs> and a half grand of euros.
1: I just wondered if you'd like to get me a Jacqueline de Jong, who is a Dutch artist, one of her pom de Jong pieces of jewellery. I particularly like the uh, gold dipped earrings which are in fact they are um, sprouted potatoes which have been dried for two years which she then dips into either eighteen karat gold or platinum. And I think perhaps with my colouring platinum might be better, sets. So just a little top tip for you.
0: So you you probably want one of each, sure. Oh yeah,
1: actually I could ring the chip tonight. Yeah, each. well I could have I could have one I could have one in gold and one in platinum. Yes, I like yeah, that. Idea. Yeah,
0: yes. Well well, better start saving it does sound, Christmas. She's
1: an artist, and I think she'd be a very good guest for a future edition. Because uh, yeah, it's it quite interesting good. how she dries the spuds and turns them into wearable art. And she's mm. done a number of potato-related jewellery projects. So that's Jacqueline de Jong, yeah. uh, available from, well, all good jewellers, I was going to say, but no, from a particular jeweller in London that you can Google and find out about. If you want an element of surprise, Cedric, say no more. Okay, okay. What about you? What, what about can I get me? you? You're very more difficult humble. to buy for.
0: Like the humble noble potato, I'm much more humble. I.
1: No one have... can call you easy to please.
0: <laughs> I've always, I've never, I've never had one. I've always wanted a potato clock. Oh, one of those you stick in, stick into the potato, and it beca- the potato becomes the battery. Okay. And powers the co- clock. And I think in these sort of times of missed Zoom meetings and things like that, actually having a clock is quite useful.
1: How does it what's the energy? where's the energy coming from then
0: From inside there the is a sort of chemical reaction with the the this sticky metal bit I'm not I'm not a um... <laughs> Physicists, scientists, <laughs> electricians. Yeah, how
1: do you on your role and that,
0: then. I <laughs> think well, let's, let's, moving on, moving on. You stick them in the potatoes and there's some sort of fancy chemical reaction and yeah, turns it into electricity mm. and runs a clock.
1: Not too late then. I think I'll have to try the Science Museum shop in London and oh, see if they'll good. send something mail done. That sounds good.
0: So there's been a few bits of Christmassy stuff uh, oh, around yeah. our friends at Heritage Potatoes. Um, Where are they, they based? They're up in uh, Northumbria in the north of. UK um but our friends there they have been doing an advent calendar sort of 12 days or more than 12 days of Christmas um uh with their potato varieties and also some potato facts as well and did you I didn't know this Topeka yes. or Topeka in Kansas and uh, the name
1: I think it's Topeka you know how Topeka, I know yeah the adjacent Topeka and the Santa Fe I think that's a
0: there we song, go anyway. yes. there we go and um, that the name of t- p- topica, Topeka topica is a combination of the uh, core Omaha and Iowa Native uh, American names. So Tu is potato in core. Pa is uh, good in Omaha. And okay means to dig in, uh, in Iowa um, Native American. So Topeka. Or Topeka is a good place to dig potatoes. Oh, Topeka. Yeah, it's, that's what it means. It Topeka. Means, yeah. Have tope-
1: we, have you had a good place to dig potatoes in our own garden, would you say?
0: Uh, well, my what early it, it crops, been? my crops earlier in the year of potatoes were pretty, uh, pretty pathetic. I think mm. I'm going to sort of stay... Um, Writing about potatoes rather than growing them.
3: Yeah, no, you weren't
0: happy, but, were you? But, 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 great excitement! Great Christmas excitement. miracle. We have had a rogue potato. Oh. We have a rogue potato which has flourished into a wonderful green potato plant. It's looking a little bit sorry for itself now, in the rain, and I think it's um, it's 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 sort of uh, toppling over. The green is is toppling over a bit in the leaves, um, but I think it's just in time to dig up for. Um, for Christmas dinner, ooh, yummy! Yeah. That'll be nice—a
1: bit of turkey. Yes,
0: Laughly. certainly will. Certainly will. You can have first dibs. So first dibs. Well, I think I'll probably be maybe they are the only one to have dibs on it. Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll see how many. Uh, I don't think it's going to feed all of us. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's end of an extraordinary year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very very difficult year for lots of people, indeed. Um, and of course, you know, the potato. Um, it's it's been there and the potato um sort of been carrying on people have carried on growing potatoes but i think sort of people have discovered potatoes a bit more uh, at home they've had more time perhaps at home to to be cooking mm. and, and the
1: comfort value of yeah said that the, they're discovering them but they're also coming back to the and being reassured by the familiarity
0: aren't they i think so there's good good value and tasty and all these other good things in them mm. but also yes. i think it's actually there's been a number of things we've seen this year where it's the potato has played a sort of role in sort of helping communities get together. Um, there was a case in uh, I think it was in um, Georgia, in a uh, European Georgia, uh, where someone got COVID uh, and they couldn't dig their potatoes, so sort of the whole community came today, together and dug their potatoes it was for them. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, other sort of examples of people giving away potatoes that uh, perhaps couldn't have been sold for, for food banks and things like that.
1: And of course this brings us to the very interesting
3: interview you've Yes, made. yeah,
0: I think the uh, a project and, and um, arts project uh, and involving sort of visual arts and dance and whatever um, in Glasgow really sort of encapsulates some of that um, where what the potato has done for some people in helping them to bring together their communities. So, should we hear some more about it? Yes, let's. At the beginning of 2020, Angus Farquhar and Rudy Canhay of Approxima Arts in Glasgow, Scotland, were planning a community food-growing and arts project called An Empty Gunny Bag Cannot Stand. That is a saying in Rudy's native Mauritius in the Indian Ocean. A gunny bag is a hessian or burlap bag, and the saying means without full bags of food, a community cannot thrive. The plan was to grow potatoes in bright red, blue, yellow and green gunny bags, the colours of the Mauritius flag, all placed on derelict land alongside SWG3, a much-loved music venue in Glasgow. But COVID-19 stopped those plans in their tracks, and a new one had to be hatched. Angus decided to bring the project to his neighbourhood, Kelvindale, in the city, and enlist the help of his neighbours. Then it was all hands to the pump.
4: So we set up a, really what you describe as a cottage industry, where I found um, people who could stitch, people who could sew. Uh, my poor uh, 17-year-old twin daughters, Ava and Kalla, Um, were set for hours a day cutting calico cloth and and my wife and them uh, and me cut um, bags uh, of hessian which actually came from Iqbal in Middlesex Uh, he tracked down the colored hessian that we needed sent it up for free uh, and then uh, Sue and Eloise uh, and Fee stitched 150 bags and it was brilliant they were just doing it in their front rooms and outside the house and we ended up with 150 bags I got three tons of soil dropped off in the road in front of my house and then friends came and started filling them with soil and then I tracked down a wonderful farmer called Alex McCrate um, who lives in County down, Newry County Down in Northern Ireland and he sent over really, really high-quality Maris Piper uh, seeded potatoes. Um, sent me one box and then liked the project so much that he sent another box for free. And so we had a really good stock of, of, of uh, well-seeded potatoes. And then, really on a beautiful sunny day in, in April, I, I I'd gone up and down the street just knocking on people's doors, carrying some of the coloured bags with me, saying how would you feel about growing some potatoes on your front doorsteps? And as you know, there's, there's very little history of growing food in people's front gardens or on doorsteps. Um, it's meant to be hidden away around the back. And the whole point of this project was to make it really visible and make it a sort of celebration of growing. Um, and people said, you know, suspiciously, um, said, well, how much, how much do I have to pay? You know, what, what, what's the catch? And I said, there is no catch. This is free. You're going to get beautiful bag. You're going to get really good potatoes, and we'll help you and support you to grow them over the next few months. We did a socially distanced, distanced planting. So um, we wheeled wheelbarrows two meters apart down the street, ta- taking the bags down the street, distributing them. Um, attempted to do the whole thing by foot, wheelbarrow, or bike, so that we weren't, you know, using cars, um, and. It was a way of bringing the street together. Very quickly, of course, people started talking to each other. Uh, Sometimes neighbours who'd never met or meeting neighbours from further down the street that they hadn't met. And and we set up a little WhatsApp group and the street started talking to itself. And then you found that people were beginning to tell stories about the history of the street. Then you realised that with people of course, who were older, who were in isolation during lockdown, Um, this was a point of contact for them. And we had a couple of twins in the street, not my twins, but another set of twins, uh, Mark and Gemma, who were just 10 years old, uh, who became known as the soil fairies. And they went up and down the street, putting more compost into people's bags, putting fertilizer into the bags, just basically helping out. And I did quite a lot of going up and down and just sort of checking that things were growing okay. And, you know, after after a couple of months, these beautiful little green sprouts started to come out of the bags. And it's hard. One shouldn't be romantic about lockdown, but those first two months were very special. Uh, the weather was good in Scotland. That's rare. Um, we had, I think, only four days of rain in April and May and everything grew really well. And I think at that time you didn't realise that the pandemic was going to go on and on and on and on and on so you had a sense that oh, perhaps by the summer everything will be okay again Uh, uh, and it was it was a strangely optimistic time I think if if you had access to some green space you had access to grow and so this project became very 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 positive in that um, the whole street was filled with these dots of color and people on their walkabout, you know, people were doing a lot of walking in those first few months of lockdown. Um, when, when we had that kind of five mile radius, you could only exercise within five miles of your home. So people started to come down the street to look at the gunny bags uh, and talk to people and say, what is this? You know, but a lot of people were sort of fascinated to know what was happening because it looked so unusual. It didn't look like a normal growing project. Um. I guess, because of the color and because all the bags were were laid out and people's steps and um yeah the end I think the result was it it just gave it it allowed a little community just to feel special and to feel that they were doing something special and doing something together through the simplest of means the humble potato
0: at one point, Angus feared the grower's worst enemy, the weather would scupper the project
4: yeah it was it was um a bit worrying because the Hessian bags got hit by what we call the Scottish monsoon in um, July and started to rot quite alarmingly because of course they're sort of organic material. Um, and so they began to look the worse to wear. And of course your, your leaves die back as they should all the energy has gone into the roots. And um, I hadn't actually opened a bag up to see how they were doing, um, but I was really beginning to get pretty worried because they were looking pretty scabby. Uh, and, and everyone was beginning to get a bit, get a bit worried uh, and of course some people looked after theirs amazingly well and of course some people aren't, aren't as good and um, you kind of thought oh my god we're going to go through all of this and everyone's going to open their bags up and have sort of 10 potatoes the size of kind of golf balls and and we'll, we'll have enough for one plate of chips but as you say the remarkable thing about the potato is that with a little bit of help it really does well and it was magical when we, we, we did, um, there's another film of this when we did the, the harvest day. Everyone came out into the street and a lot of people brought, kind of older people brought their grandchildren. And so we had lots of kind of one to five-year-olds opening the bags up and this magical um, crop of potatoes came falling out of the bottom of every bag. And, you know, some of them produced 20, 30 potatoes and they were really, being Maris Pipers, they were smooth skinned, no scab, really high quality. And it, it did feel like a, a bit of magic was in the air. Each neighbourly grower kept a third of the potato crop
0: they had grown, with the rest being taken to SWG3, where the magic continued.
4: In the end the music venue had a big yard and they did an open-sided marquee, which is then judged to be outside. We got a special license and over two days in October, we managed to open up and have the first live music. Uh, We had bands from um, folk music by Celtic Connections, which is a really big music festival here. Uh, Some of the young bands came up on stage to play. Um, And we had a brilliant um, bunch of chefs from a company called Nomad Events. Um, who had actually gone as far as doing tests to see what would be the best chip. And we had, they, they cooked them six ways um, when we first got the potatoes in. And we had to decide on oil temperature, uh, number of minutes in the fryer and ended up blanching the potatoes and drying them in advance. So we had to do that for hundreds of people because that made the best chip. Yes, yeah. And so in the end we, we did six performances um, and because my background's uh, make, making kind of theatre and performance, we worked with a street theatre company called Mischief Labar, and we made a socially distanced chip production line. So the potatoes came in and they were moved. Uh, and, and in the middle of the tent, we created swinging baskets so that the performers were two and a half metres apart. And they inspected washed, dried and chipped the potatoes which were then carried in big silver buckets round to the um, uh, the chefs to be cooked. So the whole thing became a performance and a celebration of the potato and the celebration of the making of the chips. It was really good fun. Up to 200
0: people at a time could enjoy the free performance and delicious portions of chips
4: or fries. Because the potatoes were so fresh, they did make really good chips and there was no doubt that uh, we had quite a lot of feedback going these are the best chips ever <laughs> so it was great we made them really chunky uh, very fresh oil very well cooked and it was a oh it was an absolute pleasure
0: what lessons did angus learn from an empty gunny bag cannot stand
4: it's very important to think because the big crisis is very overwhelming Uh, And of course, if you watch the news every day, it it can be quite disheartening because you kind of feel a bit helpless. Um, You know, apart from staying well, there's not much else you can do. But of course, there's an awful lot that you can do on a on a local level. And I like the fact that that what happens in a street transcends politics. I mean, I kind of said this at the time is that we have our family our friendships and how we interact with the wider world and anything that helps us to interact with the wider world in a kind of positive, kind and compassionate way is a good thing.
1: Gosh, what a really wonderful, heartwarming story. I mean, about community coming together, people getting to know one another just through the process of growing something. Love those potato fairies. But yeah, growing something together and then eating it fleetingly in the
2: chip yeah shop.
0: i think the sort of fleeting bit was quite powerful and obviously i think they would would have wanted to go on from for much more have a lot more performances because they closed down pretty soon after that another yeah. into another lockdown but yeah. also almost the sort of whole fleetingness of the um the 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 chip shop uh and the performance there I think it's sort of probably, you know, that's more memorable and special. Yeah. yeah. So they've got more plans um, for, for 2021, but uh, so we'll be looking out for that.
1: Oh, yeah. And there's some amazing footage, isn't there? Some really wonderful film. Yeah, of, it's of some of really good project. film of
0: both them um, planting uh, and then harvesting the potatoes and then the performance at the chip shop as well. So, well worth a, a look.
1: So that's Approxima Arts, and you can see it at Approxima dot co dot uk that's a-p-r-o-x-i-m-a dot co dot uk
0: so i think yeah seeing it's christmas i think we need to go a bit further north towards the north pole to see um about potatoes in the north pole and also um, to hear some of the J and K's of potato names from the North Pole or near the North
1: Pole. Yeah, well, the closest we could get to the North Pole was Iceland. So we're delighted to welcome Hanna Lisa Olafsdottir to talk to us about potato traditions in Iceland and take us through the J's and K's of potato varieties.
3: My name is Hanna and I come from Reykjavik, Iceland, and I was thinking about our potatoes here. One thing that is a bit special is that we have something that we call red potatoes, so they're red on the inside, and one of them is, for example, named gudløyga, which translates to golden eye. This is one of our Icelandic potatoes, and I remember it being my granddad's favorite, and it's really good. I've read that there's also something similar or related to that one in other countries in Scandinavia. Uh, around Christmas time, when I think about potatoes or what we would do typically, there were two things that came in mind. One is that we have something called Brunadarkarteblur, and that translates to browned potatoes. So we will have uh, cream and sugar, And, well, there are a few different recipes, I'm not going (laughs) to try to do the recipe, but it's this uh, sugar-coated potatoes, and they're actually quite tricky to make, trickier than it sounds, but if they're done well, they're really good, and we will serve that with most of the fancy Christmas meals. And then another traditional thing we would do with potatoes around Christmas time here is that there's this really thick white sauce it's it's actually like thicker than a sauce and the potatoes are marinated in it they're a part of the whole dish and this is called Øpstuf and that word is also like I I know that this word originates from a Danish word so they probably have something similar but we eat this around Christmas time with this smoked lamb which is a really typical Icelandic tradition and used to be, back in the days, the Christmas meal. Nowadays, it will be eaten at some point around Christmas. I think most people would have it at some point in December, but not necessarily on Christmas Eve. But that's what we used to do. So that's this special potatoes in this white sauce. And yeah, maybe they even use these red potatoes if they're available There was also this list of potatoes that I was going to read. So, J and K potato names. Ja'erla. Jam. Jesse, Jeannie Deans. Jelly. Jester. Jersey Royal. Joshua. Jubel, Jubilee, Juliet, Carlina, Kelly, Kenny Back, Kers Pink, Kestrel, Kuka Gold, Kifli, Kiko, King Edward, Kingsman, Kipfler, Kita Akari, Condor, not sure if I pronounced those correctly especially that last one looks like it's in German but what do I know (laughs) I don't know much about potato names so thank you for having me read this and Merry Christmas
0: and Merry Christmas to you hannah Lisa. yeah you did an absolutely wonderful job on those names um brilliant pronunciation so many thanks for that
1: and, oh gosh, those um, caramelised uh, sugary potatoes, yeah, young. those sound delicious. Yeah, i
0: trying those over Christmas.
1: Yeah. So don't forget, if you do want to get in touch with us, um, perhaps you'd like to read the potato varieties out, uh, either email us at info at worldpotatomarkets.com, info at com, or contact us via Twitter at Planet Potato Pod, that's at Planet potato Pod. So, in our last podcast of 2020, and aren't we going to be glad to see the back of it? All that remains what, to be the said. Or... Oh, sorry, <laughs> yes, 2020. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll be back with a vengeance in 2021. And here's to a happy, healthy 2021 for and all it's of safe, us. safe, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Stay safe. Yeah, whether you're baking, frying, mashing, boiling, or roasting,
0: lash, lash par l'appartate.
1: Lash par Don't
0: get let go of a potato. potato. Merry Christmas!